0: Welcome to Deeply Rooted. We're glad you're here. In this podcast, we'll discuss the difficult details and the hard to answer questions regarding being involved in a marriage or a serious dating relationship. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany West.
1: And I'm Sam West.
0: And we look forward to sharing our experiences with y'all. Our hope is that this podcast can invoke excitement and spark conversations that lead to relationships that are more deeply rooted in Christ and can endure all things.
1: Hi, welcome to Deeply Rooted. Today's episode is titled Fight or Flight. And we're going to be talking about conflict. Today, we really want to get across the point that conflict is inevitable. But how you handle that conflict is just as important as what the conflict is actually about. So Brittany, why don't you start us off with today's scripture?
0: Alrighty, so that is going to be Proverbs 18.2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion.
1: Yeah, and I think that passage of Scripture, we probably find ourselves in that situation a lot where we maybe we want to be heard uh, more than really want to like, understand or understand what somebody else is trying to say to us. And it's more of like, a, I want to get my opinion across and kind of shut down to hear someone else's opinion what do you think of that
0: yeah especially in arguments because most of the time you're like already thinking of your rebuttal instead of actually listening to what the other person is saying you're just already ready to fire back another comeback
1: yeah and I think that's almost natural for us to want to do that when it comes to a disagreement or an argument
0: yeah so let's talk about conflict and specifically like starting off in a marriage conflict we'll kind of go into you know different avenues but um when you're when you're fighting in a marriage it's a little bit different because the way a marriage is designed of course it's designed by God it is it's an example here on earth of God's relationship with us and so you stay true to your promise and you keep your word not because you have to but because you said you were just like God said we can have eternity with him and at any point, he could be mad enough, mad at us enough where he's like, oh, no, never mind. I don't want to do that anymore. But he's like, no, I made this promise. I'm going to keep it. And I think a marriage is the same way.
1: Yeah, and on your wedding day, you take on a lot of promises you yeah. know, that, that you are expected to uphold and keep. Yeah. And there's no way around it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's kind of what you're touching on. Like Once you're married... Um, you know, you make those vows, you make that commitment and there's no, there's no getting around it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in a situation where you're not married, there's always kind of like that way out kind of like, okay, well I'm not fully committed to this person in that way yeah, and we can break up or like call off the wedding or, or whatever. So it's like, there's always a way out, but Mm -hmm. once you end up getting married, that's not an option anymore.
0: Right. That's what separates marriage from dating in the sense of a Christ-centered marriage and, you know, just the way that differs from the secular marriages like we talked about and equally yoked.
1: Yeah. So we really want to get into two primary topics today. The first one being like rules or strategies, tips, tricks when it comes to what we've learned about conflict and how we've decided to handle conflict in our marriage and then also we want to look at some real examples of conflict that we've experienced within our marriage and kind of like the outcomes and how we handled it
0: so i guess the first strategy that we use in our marriage and these were both actually things we did learn in our premarital counseling course which we did not incorporate in our dating relationship And the first strategy is to not have serious talks when you're tired, hungry, just got home from work, you're running late, or you're lost.
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of times where it's just not the right moment to have conversations. And something that's really key is being able to decide, hey, is this the right time for us to talk about this serious issue? And I think there's a lot of, instances where the conflict is just escalated because we pick a bad time mm-hmm. to have the conversation. And, you know, we might feel like it's pressing and it needs to happen right now, right in this moment when reality is it's just not a great time. You know, we I, I think of like when we first come home from work, mm-hmm. you know, we're exhausted after a long day of work and really not in a place of mind to into those really serious subjects so you know you and I we always like to take a few minutes to decompress when we get home and just relax or unwind before we get into any of the serious stuff and I know for you and I next step after that is to make sure we both had food
0: (laughs) being hangry is a real thing in the west household
1: (laughs) hangry exhausted irritable yeah and so you know if we're having a thing that we really need to discuss, we make sure we meet that criteria because we know it's just going to go a lot better.
0: Yeah. It makes me think of that pyramid. That's like the hierarchy of needs. Like you have physical needs, you have emotional needs. Mm -hmm. Like I think step one is having your physical needs met. If there's any chance that there's disagreement, that will just come out so much more in this situation. So that's something that we, like I said, we didn't do this before we married. We do it now. And it really has helped us a few times more. We'll kind of feel ourselves getting tense and we'll be like, let's eat and revisit this. And we're okay the second time we turn into like new human beings.
1: Yeah, like are we really just having issues because we're (laughs) hungry right now? And I think that's a question we find ourselves asking each other. We'll be like, hey... Are you hungry right now?
0: Yeah. You're good at that with me. (laughs) Like, you seem a little sniffy. Is it because you need a snack?
1: Do I need to feed you? Yeah. Yeah, So, like, just just being aware of the timing when those conversations need to be had. Yeah. And then the second thing that we want to point out is you got to ask yourself why you're upset or why there's an issue. And at the root of it, you need to figure out if you're upset because of an unmet expectation.
0: So what do you mean by that? Can you explain that a little more?
1: Yeah, so expectations is when you have a picture or an idea of what you're expecting your partner to do or say or behave. Something in your head that you picture, hey, if I had it my way, this is what would be happening. And that's just not always the case when it comes to the reality of things.
0: Can you, can you give us an example of that?
1: Okay, so one example that was given and I think back to like our premarital counseling as well on this was a man that came from a household where the wife maybe was like a homemaker stay at home mom and she always was cooking dinner for her husband and the child grows up to think, hey, that's what it looks like is like, hey, the woman's going to be at home and they're going to be making a meal, and it's going to be ready when I come home because that's how my mom did it. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of like bringing in an expectation of like, hey, this is how my parents did it, Mm -hmm. so this is kind of what I expect it to look like Mm -hmm. because that's, that's what they're familiar with, right? Right,
0: and I think most of the time those expectations like that are subconscious. Yeah. Like, it's not like you're like sitting and thinking, oh, Brittany better have dinner ready for me when I get home, but it's kind of like... Like you were saying, like you're already kind of irritable and then you're hungry and then you're like, oh my gosh, you've been home for an hour and you've not done anything. You've just been laying on the couch and then it just like snowballs. But like in my defense, like this isn't even a real conversation. This is just an example. But like I didn't even know that you wanted that and, you know, things like that. So that I think just asking yourself, like, why am I upset? And just being able to take that step back from the situation can really help avoid a lot of conflict if you're willing to, Face the truth that that could be the real reason why you're
1: upset. Could be that there is an expectation there, mm-hmm. something that you think should be happening, mm-hmm. that isn't, and that's not necessarily to be on the blame of your partner. Mm-hmm. That's right. that's really something that you kind of have to work through yourself, yeah. and being able to recognize that right. primarily. Yeah. So I think if you if you take those into consideration when you're thinking about, hey, I'm upset, I'm mad about an issue. Okay, am I hungry? Is it the right time? And then also, is this an expectation of mine? and you take a look at those two things, sometimes you can completely get out of a conflict right just because you're, you're observing
0: right those yeah.
1: those two things. so
0: yeah,
1: okay, but let's say there is conflict that's unavoidable, because as we mentioned earlier, conflict in a marriage or a relationship it's healthy, it's normal, and it's bound to happen right. It's kind of hard to get through it without some sort of conflict because at one point or another, there's going to be a disagreement about something.
0: That goes back to our previous podcast. We each have our own identities and our own mm-hmm. values, and two do become one, but you're not identical people, yeah. and that's okay. Like, it's okay to speak up and say, "Hey, I disagree with this." So,
1: but when that conflict does come, it's important that as a couple, you set clear rules and boundaries. For how you as a couple want to handle that conflict Mm -hmm. so we just want to go over a couple of our rules and we want to encourage our listeners to consider these as well as what else is important when they're in conflict what you know being able to look at like what really triggers you or what puts you in a
0: what escalates what
1: escalates it or even worse and being able to understand like how to set those boundaries when there is an issue with you and your partner you can say hey This is a boundary that we're not going to cross. And you just come to an agreement on that. And you say, hey, we're not going to do that. Right. So our first one that we set was that whenever there is conflict, we have to agree to stay focused on the issue and not how we're fighting. So if you think about it, like, let's say we get into an argument, we have to understand that we're having conflict over the issue and we can't take the conflict away from that issue and turn it into like our style of fighting yeah so like an example of that might be getting angry and like maybe slamming a door or like something something of that nature where you're just taking action but Mm -hmm. you're not working towards the conflict.
0: It's like you're not able to like internalize this feeling of anger. So you direct it at your spouse and you're like, this is gonna get them. Whereas instead of being like, okay, this is not, we're not reaching a resolution. Let's think of different ways to do it. And that's so easy to do in those moments when you're angry. It's easy to wanna like, you know, lash out. I remember there was one fight we had where I had a cup of cheese sauce and I like threw it on the living room floor <laughs> Yeah. and there's cheese splattered everywhere that's an example that. of us uh, not staying focused on the issue um but you in that situation you offered a lot of grace and I don't even think you acknowledged it you're just like okay so back to what we were talking okay, about okay
1: now that the cheese is on the floor do you feel good about the cheese you on- did not okay, say no, that that I, would I not did, be no, good no I didn't say that but I might, I might have thought it but no like another thing that maybe comes to mind is like kind of childish but maybe mocking Mm -hmm. so like repeating what they're saying in like a tone or something you know like you're not actually addressing the issue you're just more of doing something to irritate the other person or agitate them even more and that's not that's not staying focused on the issue at hand that's that's just another tactic for you know leveraging the fight in a certain direction that's
0: one that takes it takes a lot of self-control but if you have two people that are both willing to do the work um it'll really make a big deal a big difference in your conflicts and help them be just a lot more productive
1: yeah for sure
0: so let's go to our next rule and this is specifically for marriage and that is to never say the word divorce it is mm-hmm. not a word in our
1: vocabulary. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, aside from right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. But no, like, I think more importantly, using the word as like leverage
0: mm-hmm.
1: or to get your way. Right. Like, if you're like saying, a like a threat, yeah. Like, oh, if you don't do this or you don't start to behave this certain way, then we're going to get a divorce. You know, and that was something that just kind of like a line that you would never. Never cross it's not a, It's a it's a completely empty threat and it serves no purpose in a marriage.
0: Yeah, I mean it just sends the message that this marriage is disposable mm-hmm. and this argument is more important than this marriage. And at the end of the day, most likely it's not. Like mm-hmm. some of the things we fought about, like even our big fights, which we'll kind of get into that in a little bit, they're not near as important as our marriage. And so like in the moment, you might be tempted, kind of like what we just talked about, like you might wanna like, um, you know, use different tactics to win, you know, in these situations. But I think just coming to the realization that it's not gonna help anything and just setting that boundary before, like we're just not gonna go there ever.
1: Yeah, and you've gotta be, and I think the thing to remember when we talk about like these rules, is you have to be able to hold each other accountable mm-hmm. to these rules. So, like, when the conflict does happen, that you're making sure that, like, hey, we're making sure that we're staying within the legal parameters yeah. of how we agreed to do this. Yeah. And that's really important. What about,
0: well, we'll get into this in a but just as a quick answer. What about when we cross some of these boundaries? How do you, how do you feel like you react? Do you say, Brittany, you shouldn't have done that?
1: Um, no, I don't think we do it in the moment. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Is because that's not... They're already escalated to the point where they've broken or they violated a, a yeah. rule. And you pointing that out in that specific moment, it doesn't really fix the issue. Right. I think it really just escalates it more. Yeah. But once the resolution's been had, then you have to be able to come back and be like, Hey, yeah. while we were in conflict, you broke a rule. Yeah. You stepped out of line. And that's something that, you know, you have to be aware of. And you and I, we've had to do that a couple of times where it's like, yeah, I broke, I messed up. up. Yeah. And you have to own that.
0: I think that's worth mentioning (laughs) that it's like, it's not really something you bring up in that exact moment. Because again, that doesn't really help. But you do, you do have to hold each other accountable. Because if you never talk about it, Mm -hmm. then you're like, oh, I'm getting away with this. And it just keeps happening and it becomes a pattern. But at the end of the day, when you reach reach that resolution and you're like, we're not doing this you know then you're both on the same page again exactly a so, little bit of a, a tangent but I think that's worth mentioning so what about our next rule that we have
1: yeah so our next rule that we have is probably one of I think one of the most important rules that we ever set and that was absolutely no cussing mm-hmm. um, and that's something that we definitely aim to do just in our everyday lives but You know, if you're angry and you're heated, it might be easier to slip out one of those anger words, you know. Yeah. But we said we don't want to go to that point to where we're, like, I think a big one might be, like, name-calling or using the profanity to, like, escalate the situation.
0: Right.
1: Um, And it's just really important that we agreed on that because it helps us to stay focused and understand like hey this is a rule that we can't break
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because it it's just us demonstrating in like i think one of the purest forms in conflict that we respect each other yeah and that there's a mutual respect to where we're not going to stoop to the level of name calling right in in the form of like cussing or you know whatever
0: yeah because that that's blatant disrespect and i think especially since he's kind of touched on the fact we really don't cuss in our day-to-day life. And so if we bring that out in a moment of argument, it's kind of that same deal of like using that as leverage or mm-hmm. using that as a way to show like, oh, this is this is just how angry I am right now. Yeah. And that kind of goes into what we talked about, how you're you're focusing on the way you're fighting, not what the actual conflict is.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: So, all right. So our next rule that we have, and this is a pretty important one. I don't think we've ever broken this rule, not to my knowledge, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, and that is not sharing our issues outside of our marriage with like families or coworkers. Yeah. So what that means is obviously it's, if it's a very like serious issue and like you're in danger or like things (laughs) like that, you definitely need to go talk to people. We're not saying you should never say anything. We're talking mainly about like our stupid fights and I mean, even some of our more serious ones, like about money and stuff that we'll get into, like. Me going to, like, my dad or my boss just mm-hmm. to vent mm-hmm. does not help the fact that Sam, like, in the re- in the sense of my dad, Sam is his son-in-law. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of sets Sam up in a bad light. And obviously, like, my dad's going to be more biased towards me than you, and he'll take my side. And when you're married to somebody and you're together for, you know— however many years God blesses you with that can lead to resentment and it has a lot mm-hmm. of long-term consequences
1: yeah and you you know you mentioned like going to like your boss or like a coworker and i think it's really important for us to understand the implications of sharing these sort of like intimate details of your marriage with people that are outside of the marriage mm-hmm. um you know you, it's a dangerous game because you can find yourself in a situation where you might be confiding mm-hmm. in someone else that's not your spouse with these issues. And then you kind of find yourself, like you said, resentment. I think this is a big key word because um, you find yourself like maybe I'm resenting my partner. And well, then
0: most of those other people too are going to like back you up. Like, yeah. yeah, she shouldn't have done that. And then you just get more like, instead of being convicted, you're like mm-hmm. more angry about it.
1: Yeah. And so it, it's really important that you keep that stuff within your marriage. And I think like you said about the biased is really important to remember because we don't want you know family drama we don't really want them yeah. knowing all of our business but i think like you like you mentioned it's important to understand like when something needs to be addressed if right. it's like a safety thing or something like that yeah yeah but for for the the fights and the quarrels if you just practice not sharing all that and and let's be honest i mean if you're a coworker or You you might have found yourself in that situation where you're having to listen to someone, you know, (laughs) complain about their spouse.
0: Yeah.
1: Or partner or whatever. It's awkward. It's
0: really awkward because you're like, I don't know what to say right now. (laughs) You're
1: like, "Uh, I'm sorry, pal. Like... (laughs) You know that that sounds sounds bad. You know, it's just so you put them in a weird situation, and it's like, hey, buddy, like, yeah, yeah. I know it's happened to me before, but
0: venting, venting to other people about your spouse is just not good. You know, there, there's a. If you do need help, there's a time and a place for that, and I think that would kind of be something that, like, a situation where they're unbiased, maybe Mm -hmm. like a counselor, or maybe like a couple friend that knows you both or you know there could be certain situations but in those moments those really aren't the type of people you're seeking out. You're usually seeking out people that are like, "Oh yeah, Sam sucks," you yeah. know
1: or whatever. You just it's want like, some like validation for yeah. you know how you're feeling or whatever. And, and
0: that's and, just not and, healthy.
1: Yeah. But like you mentioned, you know, being able to understand when there's a time for like therapy or yeah. seeking counsel if there is a conflict that's going on that you have to work through as a couple being able to seek out the professional medical help Mm -hmm. like you know the counselors or like you said the the christian friends that you have your best interest at heart to kind of work through a process some of those things like yeah we can understand like talking to them in an objective context but just like a venting context
0: not healthy not healthy yeah
1: just just stay away from it
0: yeah that one's super important
1: Okay, and the last one that we want to discuss for our rules and strategy is kind of a popular one. You've probably heard it. <laughs> this is it.
0: unpopular. I guess This is the unpopular well, opinion. Well,
1: it's, it's a popular opinion, but we're going to flip <laughs> it around, I guess. So um, you might have heard someone say, hey, don't ever go to bed angry with your spouse. Okay, so let's break this one down because <laughs> this. I think this one is probably couple specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, because... In the past, Brittany and I will admit, have went to bed angry mm-hmm. um with each other before we've we didn't make up that night before we went to bed. Okay. And so there's been a night, you know, or two, <laughs> maybe, where I slept on the couch and we had to handle the issue the next day. Okay. And the reason that we say this is for us it just works sometimes especially in those heated those heated uh, arguments or conversations for us to take a minute to step back and process things without being in the business of each other and you know it, it really is couple dependent cuz some people may be more like hey we need to hash this out now we need to resolve it now mm-hmm. and then there's also like couples like us where it's like okay we need to process this before we get into like handling it. Mm-hmm. So having that time to yourself to think and collect yourself and calm down, I think is important for us because it's always, you know, if that were to ever happen, it was always like the next day we would get up and we'd say, hey, okay, what happened last night? We're cooled off. We right. cooled our jets. Yeah. Now let's let's handle this and be objective about it. And we always worked it out the next day.
0: Right. And I think this, this kind of like strategy that we're talking about, This is one way we're able to stick to some of these rules. Like, Mm -hmm. stay focused on the issue. Don't cuss. Don't, like, you know, use things as leverage against the other. Because, like, most of our arguments happen at nighttime. We're not really fighting during the day. We're at work. And so, let's say we get in an argument at, like, 8 o'clock at night. Well, that only gives us, like, an hour to, like, figure this out and have this argument before it's time to start getting ready for bed or cleaning up dinner or whatever. That's not really enough time to, like, think things through and process, whereas if we're both able to kind of, like, separate and process things on our own without screaming at each other, we're able to come to a much better resolution. And so we're definitely not saying this in, like, a way to never apologize, never address the issue, but when you're living with somebody and you're within a very close proximity and you know, you only have a couple hours. We think that a sincere apology in that situation is much better than just a quick resolution, where there's still underlying resentment and issues going on.
1: Yeah, and we just really want to highlight that it it is couple dependent, and it really just depends on the individuals and how they need to operate. Right. So it's not like it's not like a one size fits all. But this is why we stress the importance of like as a couple getting together to discuss what your rules are going to be. Mm-hmm. And these are just a few of our rules. That doesn't necessarily mean we think we think they're good rules. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean, like, these are rules that you need to implement right. to be successful. You have to figure out what those rules are.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody even told us that last time. We just kind of like, figured <laughs> that out on our own. Like, this is what works for us.
1: Yeah, it was just one of those things where we just kind of said, hey, this, this works for us. Yeah. So, but yeah. Okay, now let's move into... <laughs>
0: The The juicy part. The juicy
1: meat. The stuff everyone's dying to hear, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) Our deepest secrets Uh, about eh, our fights. eh.
1: More like just (laughs) (laughs) depictive details of our fights. But uh, there's three kind of big fights that we want to look at in this section. And the first one is a comical story.
0: (laughs) This has to do with that last bit of... You know, needing some time to cool off. So this fight happened in the first year of our marriage, for sure. I know that because I remember where we lived at that time. And I cannot even tell you what we were fighting about. But we got in a fight. And we had given each other the silent treatment for like three or four days. It was bad. Yeah, way too long. The longest. (laughs) Yeah,
1: this this was not an overnight (laughs) fix. This was uh, (laughs) was one of those times where we... We didn't do a great job with the rule, but like you said, it was early on.
0: Yeah, so we had this big fight. We weren't speaking to each other. We successfully managed to, like, avoid each other, like, passing through the hallways and, like... Oh, it was awkward. When we were, like, in the same... Like, it was a tiny apartment, too. It wasn't even that big. They
1: see each other and, like, (laughs) make sure to, like, twist our neck 180 (laughs) degrees. Like, I'm not looking at you.
0: Yeah. So, funny story. Um... We had managed, I don't even know how this is possible because we weren't even like kissing, but we both got sick somehow with like the same crud. Mm -hmm. And you had went to the doctor and they had prescribed you medicine. And I was like, I didn't have a a doctor at that time. So I was at the urgent care clinic at CVS. And so I am waiting in line to go to the, to the Minute <laughs> Clinic. And who walks in to sit right beside me?
1: That was me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was wild. I remember the moment we saw each other and, and we just kind of cracked. Yeah. Because we were like, how silly is this that we're seeing each other and in the middle of CVS? Like it was so unlikely. And I think I remember you and I both just looking at each other, and we thought it was so weird, and we cracked.
0: We did. We, like, tried not to smile, but we just started, like, laughing. At I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure you cracked first,
0: though. Oh We were like, okay, God, like, like <laughs> got <huh>. it. <laughs> yeah,
1: you're you're making us crack at some point or another. But, yeah, no, we we look back at that argument, and we, <laughs> we can laugh because it's like we tried so hard to go for so long without working out the resolution, and that was us actually just deploying a tactic to yeah. be prideful and see who's gonna win this silent treatment argument instead of just addressing what the issue was at the time. Right. And working it out
0: because we didn't gain anything by dragging Nothing. it out for like three or four days. Like it did yeah. zero good. It just was wasted time spent angry. So well,
1: wasted time, but lesson learned.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, lesson learned.
1: Okay, we're not we're not gonna do that anymore. Yeah. I think we, I'm sure we had that conversation. We have like a one
0: day limit now. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, we're like okay, you have we have to talk. Can't go for three days now. Right. Yeah. No, more are We do. We'll run
0: into <laughs> each other somewhere in this big old city. Yeah. So let's talk about our dumbest fight. Oh, gosh. There was a lot. When I did this poll on Instagram, this one was winning. People are intrigued to hear the dumbest thing we've ever thought about.
1: Okay, to no surprise, our dumbest fight was while we were dating. And it was very early on in our relationship. And to set the scene, (laughs) uh, one night we decided we wanted to make stir fry for dinner. (laughs) And if you've ever made stir fry, you know that you have to go get a ton of ingredients and you have to prep everything. And then when it comes time to actually make the stir fry, you have to cook the food at a really high temperature really quickly. And so I have the pan on the stove filled with oil and we're going to town.
0: And he was doing it all wrong. All wrong. He was just going to town, like, stirring this stir fry. There's oil flying everywhere. Messy. There was, like, carrots flying everywhere. And I was like, Sam, what are you doing? You were making such a mess.
1: And I remember I just got, I don't know, something snapped. (laughs) I just got upset because I, I thought everything was fine. I didn't see an issue with how I was making it. But you were critiquing my my chef's skills. Yeah. But I think a big issue was things were flying out of the pan.
0: Yeah, it was very messy.
1: Because I was stirring very aggressively. You
0: were stirring. This is probably an example of a time we were hangry.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. We were probably hungry at this point. But stuff was flying out of the pan. And I remember just yelling at you to stir it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, like, you handed me the spoon... And you were like, you stir it. And I was like, crying. <laughs> and I was like, stirring the stir You're standing fry. Over,
1: standing over the stir fry. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know how you didn't run away at that point.
0: Yeah, so that was just, that was a poorly handled fight because that, there wasn't even a real issue there. Like, we no. both just thought our way was better. Mm-hmm. And we just butted heads and we handled it very poorly. But now, we look back and we'll mention it as the stir fry fight because it was just so stupid and we handled it so bad and we're like, Okay, well we started from the bottom, now we're here.
1: But like we were like legitimately angry at this. Yeah. Like we both were mad at this stir fry. Yeah. And it was very monumental in our relationship. I think that
0: was, was like our first fight.
1: Yeah, I think it was probably like our first fight and it ended up being over something so silly. Yeah but it was very monumental. <laughs> like, we can look back at it and laugh at it now. Yeah. But at the time, it all felt really serious.
0: Yeah, it definitely did. But we learned.
1: Okay. So now we got to talk about our biggest fight. And I would say for the first couple of years of our marriage, probably the most reoccurring fight yeah. that we dealt with. the yeah. The biggest point of conflict within our marriage. And that was over money. Yep.
0: That was I remember our biggest fight ever. So we got married in 2016. This fight was in 2018. Yes, it was. In, it was like spring 2018. So I'll I'll just go ahead and admit my faults here. I was really into working out at the time, which meant I was really into like workout clothes, and so I went and bought a pair of, of Lululemon leggings, which. If y'all don't know what Lululemon leggings are, they're $100 leggings. And I bought it on my credit card and thought, I won't tell Sam about this. And that didn't go over well. So you saw them in the back of my car and you're like, what's that? Because you knew how expensive Lululemon leggings were. And you were like, I didn't see that in the budget.
1: (laughs) Well, I think it's important to point out, like at that time, we were newlywed. And so we didn't have a, a bunch of money.
0: Yeah,
1: and we hadn't really figured out how our finances were going to work.
0: We didn't really have a budget up to this point. No we budget. We just kind of like lived nothing. based on like what what was in our account.
1: And I think that is important to understand. Like there were things kind of leading up to this, but mm-hmm. I think that that point in time was kind of where everything just kind of exploded. It was like the
0: peak of like two years of frustration.
1: Yeah, and there was a lot of frustration that came out because, you know it. In each relationship, you're probably going to have a spender mm-hmm. and you're going to have a saver and In our relationship, <laughs> Brittany is the spender, and I'm the saver and So when those two come together and you're newly wed it it causes a lot of issues, yeah, and so you have to understand how to work those things out and we we just never had faced it and resolved it, and I think we came from like different backgrounds of like how to handle money. And so there was a lot of things that we had to work through. So this was a point of contention where it just kept coming up.
0: Yeah. Cause you, you kept getting frustrated with me that like we weren't saving more and I kept getting frustrated with you because it felt like every time I spent any money, it was like a big deal. And so in turn that, that just like snowballed and I just kept getting more frustrated. You just kept getting more frustrated. And like, we, we kept fighting about this for like two years and this kind of goes back to the video game fight that we had also that we talked about in our last episode, where it was something that we kind of continuously came back to mm-hmm. and kept fighting about. And something that we've kind of learned with topics like that is that whenever it's a reoccurring fight like that, like if you fight about something at least like two or three times, that means that you need to make some sort of change or else you're just going to keep fighting about it. Like you can say like, oh, I'm sorry that... I bought those leggings and, oh, I'm sorry. I yelled at you for that, but that's really not fixing the problem. Like that's when we, after that fight was when we sat down, we took Dave Ramsey's financial peace university. We got on a budget and we really sat down and talked about what our goals were and it changed everything.
1: Yeah. And I think that comes back to our scripture. And I think that's what kind of where, we circle back and it says that a fool takes no pleasure in understanding but only in expressing his opinion and in those types of conflicts we have to get to a point where we understand each other we had to understand why each other was feeling the way they did and then we had to understand what we were going to do to correct or rectify the issue right so know just keeping that keeping all that stuff at the forefront and and making sure that we're remembering remembering hey we have rules how we're going to handle this conflict and then we got to figure out how we're going to come to that that resolution or what changes need to be made for us to avoid the conflict because you pointed it out it's like hey we kept having this issue so we had to make changes we had to do something about it Mm -hmm. and that's you know we can we can say we're sorry and you know do what we think is right but until we come together as a married unit and it's not about who's going to win or who's going to get their way at the end of the day it's about how can we correct this issue and how can we make our marriage healthier going right. down the, going down the road
0: it goes back to that respect so like you have to respect each other to like you know follow those rules like don't cuss don't belittle them but also, like, respect them enough to hear their side and not just think your side is the best.
1: Yeah, or the, it's right.
0: Right, yeah. So, like, in terms of, like, the money, that was one where um, we've not had a fight about it since then. You know, that was four, three, like, three and a half years ago. And we've not had a single money fight since then. And, you know, the topics change. Like, a, a recent thing we've kind of argued about was chores, Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like the dishes to be done every single night. And that was Sam's chore, was the dishes. And so I would repeatedly kind of get frustrated with Sam. You know, why can't you just do the dishes? And that was when we fought about it like five or six times probably. And then here recently, we're like, okay, maybe I need to do some of the dishes. And that can kind of help. And me doing the dishes now makes me realize sometimes you really don't want to do the dishes at 10 o'clock at night when you're exhausted. Um, but that was kind of one where we had to do a change
1: yeah. to,
0: you know, kind of quit having those conflicts. And, you know, you only butt heads so many times and you're like, OK, what can we do different to stop this from happening?
1: Yeah, for sure. We had to we had a system in place, but we understood like, OK, that system isn't working. So <laughs> we got to try something new. Right. And so you kind of it's not an exact science. You've got to work through some stuff, see what works, see what doesn't be flexible be flexible and be understanding of how the other person feels and
0: why they feel that way right yeah so that's our big takeaway is like you know sometimes you do have things i mean money chores those things are like very important to you know your happiness and you know your values in a marriage that's a fair thing to be upset about um but really analyze like why you're having these issues and what can we do to stop them from happening so yeah. we hope that was helpful for you guys to so just kind of get like a little insight into um, some of the arguments that we've had, things we've learned from them and ways that in the end, it's really helped make our marriage stronger, yeah. being able to work through these things and find resolutions where we're both genuinely a lot happier.
1: So we would say, ultimately, when there is conflict in a relationship, there's not a winner, right? It's not who's going to win, who's going to get their way it's about how can we come together and compromise to make something work that makes us healthier because that's the only way you really truly win is if both parties feel heard and understood
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then changes are made to do the best you can to to you know rectify that so yeah
0: there's really there's really not any secret it really just comes down to loving this person enough to suck up your pride and be like you know it it's not as important for me to win as it is for our marriage to be okay.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's it. I mean, that's really what it boils down to. These are just different ways that we've kind of learned how we can do that, how we can love each other in those moments. But at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to is having a forgiving heart, extending grace, and realizing that we're human and we're going to mess up. But, you know, we're here to just love on each other and keep our vows.
1: Yeah. So as we conclude our podcast today, we want you guys to think about what those issues are uh, you know what your triggers are and think about what you want your conflict to look like and discuss that with your partner if you haven't had the opportunity to do that if you haven't had the opportunity to set rules we want to encourage you to get with them and say hey how can we handle our conflict better yeah what rules can we set in place to make sure that we're respecting each other
0: right yeah ask yourself like you know what's something that my my spouse did that really upset me and if you've not voiced that voice that in like a calm manner when you're not fighting or really analyzing like what's something that we've fought about like multiple times and like what have we done to really fix that and just really try to take a step back when you're not in the heat of the moment and i think one other thing this is this is another rule it just kind of came to me and we can is to try to stay away from the words always and never Mm -hmm. instead of being like you always do that yeah um that that's really not helpful and it's not fair. Um, And so that's why you kind of have to talk about these things outside of the situation and on a case by case basis, one at a time.
1: Sure. Well guys, we're glad you stuck with us for this long. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful day. We hope that you took something away from this, but we're looking forward to hearing from you. Feel free to tell us your dumbest fights. If you have them, we'd love to hear them.
0: Yeah, you don't have to say, like, the whole story, but it would be fun to hear the topic, like, to know our dumbest fight was Buster fry. <laughs> so if you got to hear the little um, dog tapping in the back, we hope you enjoyed that. So we have two fur babies, and they like to make their appearance in the podcast. So. <laughs>
1: they like the tippy-tap.
0: Thanks for bearing with us. We're praying for you guys, and we hope that you have a blessed weekend. Bye. Bye.